Get ready to grip it and rip it. All right, let's move on. We got golfers waiting. Dedicated to bringing better golf to America, this is Tea to Green, the golf show. The show by golfers for golfers. It is Tea to Green, talking golf every Sunday morning, broadcasting coast to coast across America, worldwide on the American Forces Radio from the world famous Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. How you doing? I'm Jay Ritchie. Thank you for tuning in and for making what we do a part of your sports weekend. A super show for you today. You know, come January, the game of golf becomes more user-friendly for everybody. That's when golf's new rules, a long time coming from the USGA and the RNA, kick in. They go into effect January 1st. 2019. What are the new changes? How will they affect you and your golf game? Lots of questions, and we'll get some answers today here on Tee to Green from Thomas Pagel. He's the rules guy from the USGA and one of the guys who's been working on these adjustments in the rules since 2012. We'll hear from him today on the big show. Then later in the hour, our friends at the Executive Women's Golf Association are no longer. That organization is gone. It merged with the LPGA. It has a new name and a new boss. It's now being called the LPGA Amateur Golf Association. The new executive director is Jane Geddes, no stranger to women's golf. She spent 20 years playing on the LPGA Tour, won two major championships, and she will join us today, Jane Geddes, to talk about what those changes mean for women's golf. That and Tiger Woods. Got to talk about him today on Tee to Green. It's early Sunday morning. The sun is coming up. I'm on the tee at seven. I'm here to try my luck. They say this game's a tough one, but I'll give it my best shot. Though the bunkers look like beaches and the greens like parking lots. Oh, Lord. What am I going to Help me keep my head down, save me from those double bogey blues. It's America's longest running network radio golf show. Check out our website, t2greenradio.com. Like us on Facebook. Scott Cuddy's in Master Control. I'm Jay Ritchie from the Broadmoor, teeing it up with Thomas Pagel next on T to Green. Where do you want to go on a vacation or honeymoon? The Caribbean, Europe, Hawaii, Mexico? How about Disney or a cruise? At Superior Cruise and Travel, we've got you covered. We'll assign you your own travel concierge. They'll help you design a custom vacation plan that you can't find online. And the service is completely free. You can't compare the value of this to any other online travel company. We can help you plan a custom vacation anywhere in the world. We even offer payment plans with no credit card required. Now you pay off your vacation on your time schedule. Call now and mention the promo code RADIO and save up to $500. Book your custom trip. Call Superior Cruise and Travel now and talk to one of the highest rated travel agencies in the country with a 5-star A-plus online rating. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. 800-570-9631. That's 800-570-9631. If you or someone you love suffers from drug addiction, now is the time to utilize your private health insurance PPO plan. 
If eligible, receive up to $30,000 or more in substance abuse benefits with low or no out-of-pocket cost. We are the National Treatment Network, the premier drug and alcohol treatment referral service operating 24-7. We help connect you with facilities nationwide that accepts PPO private health insurance for substance abuse. If you have PPO substance abuse coverage and you need immediate admittance to a medical detox or residential rehab treatment center, call us now. Call our live referral helpline today. The call is free. This program is not available to Medicare or Medicaid customers. Call 800-296-1252. 800-296-1252. That's 800-296-1252. If you are age 85 or younger, call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam and you can have lifetime coverage and the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Golfers listen because we speak their language right here on T to Green, the golf show. Welcome in. Another edition, Jay Ritchie from the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado. Great to have you on board as usual. And what a weekend in golf and what a show we have for you today. Of course, we will talk about Tiger Woods, who has a chance to get back to the winner's circle for the first time in five years today at the Tour Championship in Atlanta. Later in the hour, joining us, Jane Geddes. She won a couple of major championships on the LPGA Tour, spent 20 years there, and now she's the new executive director of the LPGA Amateur Golf Association. But we're going to talk rules right now, right off the bat, with Thomas Pagel. Thomas is the Senior Managing Director of Governance for the USGA. That's a fancy way of saying he's the rules guy. New rules go into effect January 1st, 2019. And Thomas, who I talked to earlier this week, tells us that the process to modernize the rules began a while back. The rule changes started back in 2012, and... My role at the time was I was fairly new. I was the, the director of, of the rules of golf at, at that time and very focused. Uh, since my rules expand a little bit, I'm not, I now oversee all of our governance functions, but I've been in the room since day one with this project. So why, people might ask, if it started in 2012, why does it take so long? <laughs> Back in 2012, we sat down with our, our counterparts at the RNA. We sat down with our counterparts at the tour. We just said the rules have become too complex. I think we all agreed on that from the outset we just said that what what can we do to make them easier to understand and apply and really be i explain the rules of golf like a jigsaw puzzle you can't just fix one little corner of a piece and call it a day because you might break something else so you really do have to deconstruct the entire rule book and then you have the decisions book on top of it those 1200 
sort of mini case studies, so to speak, that you have to pull out as well. So it just takes a lot of time to analyze. We looked at every rule, every definition, every decision. Uh, were they too complicated? Where were they interconnected with other rules? What should the outcomes be in any given situation? Once we answered those questions, then it took a good bit of time to really reconstruct and put that book back together. So I, I think what you're saying is then if you change one rule because of the interconnection, you could affect one or two or three or four other rules down the road? That's exactly right. I mean, it's uh, if you look through the changes, these significant changes that are coming out in 2019, I, I would venture to say that a good deal of them are, are not new thinking, meaning uh, there were people that suggested changes to the relief area or changes to bunkers or, or water hazards years ago, but you couldn't make one discrete change on its own because it would impact so many others. So this really was a great opportunity for us to say, what should every outcome be? And then interlink those connections back together so that they all worked again. You know, it was a really fulfilling process to, to go through. I would say that the level of collaboration and support and alignment across the game has been there since day one, both at the professional level, all the way down to the club and recreational level. So it, it really has been a fascinating process that, that everybody has been involved with, from the PGA of America to our state and regional golf associations to the, the tours. So it's been great. On the other end of that spectrum, when you start making changes, the big question might be, where do we stop? I mean, you could go through the entire rule book and change every rule if you wanted to. Was that ever an issue? Oh, it, you know, it, it wasn't because we knew from day one that given our, our standard four-year process, our, our cycle where we deal with these discrete issues and we try and say, okay, this happened at tournament XYZ, we don't really like it. How can we fix it? We know that that process can sort of drag on and maybe keep you hyper-focused on a single issue. And we just said, you know what? Let's push ourselves. Everything needs to be on the table. So we weren't fearful about are we going to go too far. Uh, we were actually fearful about, you know, are we, are we going to push ourselves far enough to really do what's best for the game, both in, in the near term, but hopefully also into the, the longer term as well. And so I, I would say the one foundational principle that, that we adhered to, and that was, you know, we wanted to make sure that the traditions of the game were maintained and so at the end of the day this is still a game where we have a little white ball that we hit with a club and we chase it around we find it and we play it again and we didn't want fundamentally for the game to change but in how the game operates how the rules operate we definitely wanted to push ourselves and, and we said from day one everything's on the table we might set some things aside and say we can't go that far but we, we at least need to talk about it and at least consider it Thomas Bagel on the Tee to Green guest line with us today. He is the rules guy with the United States Golf Association. For the past several years, the USGA and the RNA have been working together to modernize the rules of the game of golf and the changes, the adjustments they've come up with take effect 2019. Thomas, of the changes, what do you think is the most significant or what's the one that's going to affect the most players most often? You know, I can tell you, I played a bunch of uh, of test rounds under the new rules, and, and there are times where, you know, it all seems very similar to, to the game we, we play today. If you don't pick up your ball and drop and do those things, if you just, you know, happen to hit it, find it, and play it again, it's still fundamentally the same. But I would say that the rules that are going to impact people the most definitely going to be around the relief rules. So dropping, as I tell people, when the lights turn on on January 1st and, uh, and we're watching TV and we watch that first PGA Tour event at Kapalua, and we see players drop from knee height, it's going to take some getting used to for, for people. I think that'll be a quick transition. Uh, you also think about, you know, just taking relief. When I take relief from a cart path, I'm going to have my one club length area. The new rule is going to say, just 
get your ball on the ground in that relief area and play from there. Whereas under the current rules, it can bounce up to two club lengths, but there are nine times when you have to redrop. We've just eliminated all those complications and said, get the ball on the ground in the relief area and play on. And then, you know, another set of rules that I think will impact everybody, all of us, will have to do with the putting green. There are some really some significant changes there. One being there's no longer a penalty if you strike the flagstick after you make a stroke from the putting green. So, you know, if you have that 30-foot putt, we're all optimists. No longer have to take the time to go forward and remove the flagstick, leave it in. If you happen to hit the flagstick and the ball goes in the hole, that's great. There's no, no need for a penalty. Uh, and then also, and this is one that we hear a lot of the tour players talking about, is the ability to fix damage on the putting green. If you look at agronomic conditions today, putting surfaces throughout the game at all levels are really maintained so extremely well that uh, in addition to the ability to repair those ball marks and hole plugs, we said, okay, if there's damage that's been caused by a, a human being, by another person, whether in your group or not, caused from maintenance practices or maybe from an animal, why not let the player go ahead and repair that damage? On the putting room, we keep the ball on the ground, right? Our, the skill is trying to get the ball into the hole, keeping it on the ground. And so why should we have to navigate all these other things? Now the rules will allow for you to repair all the, the, that damage without penalty. Now, of course, a lot of people raise pace to play with that and say, well, now players are going to take forever. Uh, but we, we are really committed to uh, applying the pace of play rules as they are written. So if a player is taking two minutes to repair their line of putt, the pace of play rules should apply to that, not this putting green rule. So all in all, we're, we're very excited about what this means to all levels of the game, making the rules easier to understand, easier to apply, hopefully making the game a bit more approachable and less intimidating, especially for those new golfers that we're trying to attract it. To, to the game, so we're, we're really excited for January 1st. Yeah, while we're on the putting green, while we're on the subject of the putting green, what about accidentally moving the ball? Sure, and so this is this is one that we talked about since early in the process, so I dare I say 2013-14. We had, had come to the realization that there no longer needed to be a penalty for accidentally moving your ball on a putting green, so we set it off to the side, and as we reconstructed the, the book, that was going to be part of the package, and then you fast forward to the Dustin Johnson ruling at, at Oakmont, which I think caused a lot of concern for people saying, well, even if he did cause the ball to move, it, it, there was no benefit to him. Why, why is there a penalty there? And so we quickly moved December of 2016, instituted a local rule, said if you accidentally move your, your ball on a putting green, there's no longer a penalty. That local rule has been in play for the last two years. And when we get to 2019, it will be a rule of golf. Furthermore, uh, we've tried to simplify that process that much more, saying once you've marked and lifted your ball, when you put it back down, if it moves for any reason, whether you cause it to move accidentally, whether the wind blows it, you're just going to pick it up and put it back where it was. I think that's really the intuitive thing that, that all of us as golfers, that's how we think we should proceed. And so we wanted to make sure to just, again, get that into the rule as, as part of this package. Our guest today on Tita Green, Thomas Pagel, Senior Managing Director of Governance for the U.S. GA, United States Golf Association. As I said earlier, a fancy way of saying he is the rules guy and golfers everywhere are cheering the much-needed common-sense new rules for golf that will take effect on January 1st of 2019 to provide shorter, more user-friendly adjustments for golfers at all levels of the game. Thomas is going to stick around. We're going to bring him back for our second segment right after we take a little break here. And we'll continue talking to Thomas Pagel from the USGA about the new rules for golf. They've been in the works for like six years. And uh, 
USGA.org if you're looking for more information there. We'll take a break. We'll come back. We continue from the Broadmoor. I'm Jay Ritchie, and this is Peter Green. inventor who would like to try to have an invention or idea patented and submitted to companies? But you don't know what to do next. Call for free information from InventHelp. InventHelp, a leading inventor service company, has been helping inventors since 1984 and has sales offices located in more than 60 cities nationwide. You'll want to talk to the company that has helped secure more than 7,000 invention patents. So call InventHelp. Even if you have an idea for improving an existing product and don't know where to go with it, you'll still want to call InventHelp for free information. You'll find out how InventHelp may assist you in trying to patent your invention and submit it to companies. So call now. Call InventHelp at 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Get your free information by dialing 1-800-316-1738. That's 1-800-316-1738. Hi, I'm Dr. Robert Clapper, Chief of Orthopedic Surgery at Cedars-Sinai Medical Group in Los Angeles, California. Dedicated to your health, your life, and your sports. As a weekend warrior, you know about sports injuries and pain. Exercise is an important element in keeping your body's core in good shape to minimize sports injuries. But when you are in pain, there is one product that I recommend to my patients, and that is Blue Goo Gel. Blue Goo consists of a proprietary formula developed specifically for the treatment of inflammation and general muscle aches and strains. I recommend Blue Goo for my patients coping with hip and knee pain before surgery, especially bursitis and tendonitis. Give Blue Goo a try. Call 1-888-330-0123 and you'll receive a one-week supply of Blue Goo absolutely free. The makers of Blue Goo are even paying the shipping. The number again is 1-888-330-0123. If you want more information on Blue Goo, visit online at www.dothegoo.com. Now available at select big five stores near you. Attention to anyone that's written a book or wants to write a book. The process is not that complicated. Take a first step. Even if you write a page a day, you'll build momentum and your book will become a reality. The hard part is getting it published. That's when you need to call Page Publishing. They've got hundreds and hundreds of thank yous from different new authors just like you. They make the process of publishing your new book and getting it sold online a simple process. You can learn how simple it is right now by calling for your free page publishing new author submission kit one quick three-minute phone call that's all it takes to get free information and learn how you can get your book published pick up your phone right now and call us 24 hours a day at this number 800-603-0885 that's 800-603-0885 It's destination listening for dedicated golfers here every Sunday on Tee to Green, the golf show. From the Broadmoor Resort, Colorado Springs, Colorado, I'm Jay Ritchie. Talking about golf's new rules today, golf's new rules. 
Are you ready for them? They will take effect January 1st, just a little over three months from right now. No major changes, but some real common sense ideas and adjustments to the existing rules put together by the USGA and the R&A. Thomas Pagel is the rules guy for the USGA. We're talking to him today on the show. I talked to him earlier in the week. We talked about some of the changes and adjustments that will affect greens and putting, and I asked him about a couple of other areas. Thomas, what about a couple of areas, water hazards and bunker rules? Any changes there? Yeah, there, there are going to be some changes there. And the, the first, and again, this is going to take some getting used to for all of us. Uh, I, I know I'm guilty of it when I when I talk inside the walls at, uh, at the USGA headquarters, is water hazards are now going to be called penalty areas. Uh, and so, and, and why we've done that is we want to provide greater flexibility to, to committees and golf courses to mark areas that perhaps don't have water. So uh, if you're a golf course operator and you know to the right of your second hole, you have this big area of trees or bushes or just thick scrub oak that players are constantly hitting into and, and constantly looking for their ball and not able to find it. And they're having to go backwards uh, to play again under stroke and distance. Why not give the committee the ability to, to mark that with the red line and treat it just like we would a, a lateral water hazard today. So we've actually expanded this concept. So you're going to see more areas marked, um, which committees will have the ability to do. And then the rule fundamentally stays the same for a one stroke penalty uh, you have a number of options, including dropping out two club lengths from the point where it last crossed. So that, that will be the most uh, significant. Also with penalty areas, uh, players will be able to now uh, ground their club or take practice swings. Again, the thought being, as committees have the ability to now expand these areas that are, that are marked with, with red and yellow lines, uh, players are now going to find themselves perhaps in more situations where their ball is in a penalty area. And so why not give them the benefit of, being able to take those practice swings. And why do we have to worry about if your club just just grazed the ground? Why do we now have to worry about giving you a two-stroke penalty? We just felt that was all unnecessary, so we wanted to expand that there. And then, um, you know, you brought up bunkers as well. And bunkers will be different from penalty areas. You're you're, you're still not going to be able to take practice swings. And uh, the superintendents, I think, will will like that we held uh, or did not change that rule because if you think about it, if you were allowed to take a practice swing in every greenside bunker, um, <laughs> there would be sand everywhere. It would, yeah. it would be chaos. And so we wanted to make sure that we treated bunkers the way they are today. Uh, we did strip away a number of the penalties for moving loose impediments and things like that. But when, you're, when your ball is in the bunker, uh, you're still going to have to hover before you hit it. But if you uh, should just touch a couple of grains of sand on the takeaway, that's no longer a penalty. Correct. No longer a penalty. Again, if, if you're not getting an advantage, especially if it's not discernible to you, right? I mean, a lot of the times when we're seeing you get players just touch a few grains of sand, it's typically when we're watching on TV and you just see something zoomed in. And, and we wanted to make sure that with these changes that, that uh, you know, players at all levels were held to the same standard. And because something can be seen on this high-definition television, we didn't want that player to incur a penalty. When you and I playing together, probably never would have known or seen yeah. uh, that and, and had a penalty. Yeah, well, that's a good, a great point, and it leads to my, my next question. In particular, if you're watching professional golf or in a professional golf event, you have rules officials that walk with each group. You have the players themselves policing themselves. You have the high-definition TV replays, and some guy sitting at home on his sofa in Davenport, Iowa, can call and blow the whistle on a player for a, a alleged infraction and all of those things the new rules are they designed to kind of eliminate that and put the onus more 
on the players? Yeah, you know, we, we actually came out uh, earlier this year or maybe late last year uh, and, and made a statement with our partners at the RNA and our partners across the professional tours saying we want to make sure that, that applying the rules is left to the players, the officials, and, and the committee at the golf course. And so uh, as of this year, actually television uh, call-ins or these, these viewer call-ins from Davenport, Iowa, or elsewhere are no longer allowed. Uh, and, and I can tell you, I can speak for uh, our operations, for example, at a U.S. Open, uh, we have a rules official. Uh, we, we don't send out a rules official with every group, but we do have a rules official on every hole. Uh, and then we have an official uh, that's trained, one of our staff members, and that watches every broadcast. So uh, any any live feed that's leaving the property, we have eyeballs on it. And if there's a rules issue that needs to be dealt with, we can handle it as a committee as opposed to relying on somebody from their couch calling in. Uh, and, and that has been a really positive change for the game. I think that you know really the controversies that we are getting – with, with these television call-ins, they, they weren't good for anybody. They weren't good for the players. And I, I just don't think it was fundamentally good for the game. And so uh, we wanted to make sure that we changed that, and we put that into effect uh, starting in 2018, actually. And all of these changes, as you pointed out early on, one of the bottom line items behind all the changes was pace of play and supporting pace of play. And there's even a provision for pace of play in the new adjustments, is there not? There is. For the first time, believe it or not, uh, there is actually a, a recommended time of 40 seconds for which you should play a stroke when it's your turn to play. And, and 40 seconds is actually a really long time. And so if you're being mindful of, of your group and, you know, Jay, you hit your shot, now it's my turn, I should be ready to go. And so all this business about getting my yardage, checking the winds, deciding what club to hit, I should really be doing all that while you're playing. That way when it's my turn, I can just step up and hit it. And we, we also are encouraging ready golf uh, in the new set of rules. And so, you know, if, if perhaps you have a difficult shot or, or you get distracted and you need to go grab something else from your cart, even though it might be your turn to play if you're further away from the hole, the rules are going to encourage me, if I can play with, without distracting anybody or, or without uh, causing any safety concerns, to just go ahead and play. Uh, again, it's all about keeping us moving forward and keeping us moving forward in, in more of a timely manner. Two of my favorite words, ready golf. Also, reducing the time for searching for a lost ball, slight change there. And that is one that, uh, when we talked about pace of play, uh, I can't really point at any one rule outside of the 40-second provision and say this is going to have a dramatic impact on speeding uh, up the pace of play. But we've made a number of small changes throughout that we think when you add them up over the course of 18 holes could have an impact on pace of play, a positive impact. And one of those is time for search. And so, the time for search is actually going to go from five minutes to three minutes. And I think that will do a couple of things. First, I think it'll make us more mindful of perhaps playing a provisional ball. If we hit a ball into to an area where we may not be able to find it. Um, but we also changed the search rules to say you may only have three minutes, but now there's no longer a penalty if, if you accidentally move your ball while searching for it. Under the current rules, if anybody else moved your ball while they were helping you search for it, there'd be no penalty. You'd simply put it back. But if you move it, you are penalized. And you just sort of scratch your head and say, how does that work? Why did that make sense? And so under the 2019 rules, uh, if you search for your ball, you happen to step on it, or maybe you're moving a bush and the ball falls down a little bit, no longer a penalty. Just just put it back. We're glad you found it in that three-minute period, and just go ahead and, and play on. So, again, these little changes throughout that I think will ultimately have a, a positive impact for us. I hear golfers everywhere cheering the new rules that will take effect come January 1st. Now, final question, Thomas. January 1st is not the end of it, though. That's when the rules take effect. I know you're you're always 
open to suggestions and is there a feedback period? So we had a formal feedback period as part of this process. It was important to us, given the, the scope of these significant changes, that, that everybody throughout the game had an opportunity to comment. So in, in 2017, we actually released what we called the proposed rules and took a year of, of feedback and then took that uh, that critique, that really helpful feedback, and uh, revised the rules for what will come out on January 1st. But you're right, Jay, this, this is just the beginning. As I said before, when we turn the lights on, you know, we're probably going to learn a couple of things. And if there are things that we have to change, little modifications we have to make or suggestions that we hear, we're certainly going to be open to that and look to, to continue to refine the rules uh, as we move forward. So, uh, again, we're excited. Before we go, I just want to make sure I plug USGA.org. Plenty of materials there for, for golfers throughout the world to, to go and look at. There's videos. Uh, there's FAQs. There's infographics, things that you can take to your club with you. Uh, you know, if you happen to be in charge of your men's club or your women's club, uh, go ahead and take that stuff. And, and don't wait for January 1st. Start start learning the rules now. And, you know, you can even order the rule books. Those are uh, available as of a couple weeks ago. So, again, on USGA.org, people can order the Players Edition, which is a smaller, easier publication that's directed at you, the player. Limited number of rules in there, really just the rules you need to know. It has illustrations and charts to help you understand them. So I encourage people to start now and not wait for January usga.org for more information thomas thanks for taking the time good job on the on the new rules and we look forward to the next time we chat with you all right jay hey i appreciate you having me and uh, thanks for all your support from the united states golf association rules expert thomas pagel with us today here on t to green usga.org for more information on any of those changes which take effect come january 1st of 2019 Hope you enjoyed that. And like I said, USGA.org for more information. Our next guest from the newly named LPGA Amateur Golf Association. It used to be called the Executive Women's Golf Association. Executive Director Jane Geddes will be joining us today here on Tee to Green. Then later in the hour, we'll check out what's happening on tour. And of course, what's happening today at the Tour Championship, Tiger with the lead going into the final round. It's Tita Green. We're at the Broadmoor. We'll be right back. I had great results. I lost 70 pounds. I weighed 265 and went down to 195. My doctor told me, if it works for you, then do it. A lot of people say to me, how did you lose the weight? I said, I take Andro 400 every day. I'm going to take it forever. That was Walt talking about Andro 400. Now listen to what Bob has to say. When you listen to your radio commercials, you say that's not possible. But since I've experienced it, your commercials aren't strong enough. I am 76 and I've had a belly for way too long. My whole body is shrinking. My energy level has gone up. And the only thing difference is under 400. It's great stuff. I tried other products and nothing happened. Guys, if you'd like to lose stubborn belly fat, gain energy, and feel years younger, try Andro 400, the safe, natural, and affordable way to boost your testosterone. Go to andro400.com or call 888-400-0435, 888-400-0435, andro400.com. 
It has been said that everyone has a book in them. But do you have the time or the ability to write your book? Maybe you picked up some skills or had a life experience that you want to pass on in the form of a book to help others. Maybe you want to leave an autobiography for your family. Or maybe you've built a successful business and you want to share your story. At Dorrance Publishing Company, we have professional writers who can help turn your book idea into a finished manuscript quickly and affordably. A Dorrance Ghostwriter can provide as much or as little help as you need to complete your book. You'll work directly with your ghostwriter to finish your book faster than you ever could on your own. It's easy to become a published author. Call Dorrance now to learn more. 800-485-6003-800-485-6003-800-485-6003. Call right now. That number is 800-485-6003. If you are age 85 or younger... Call to learn more about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. The average funeral now costs over $10,000. Are you at risk of leaving loved ones to help pay your debts? A final expense policy for seniors can pay up to $30,000 for funeral and other final expenses. You don't need a medical exam, and you can have lifetime coverage. And the policy cannot be canceled. To receive free information about final expense plans from a licensed agent in the Angel Care Network. Call now. You'll also receive information about a free prescription discount card just for calling in. Agents are standing by. Call 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. 800 508 5774. Call now. That's 800 508 5774. Just tap it in. Just Tap it in. Give it a little tappy. Tap, tap, tap a Time to work on your short game. Tea to Green helps you get it up and down. The Broadmoor is one of the world's premier resorts and the longest holder of the prestigious AAA Five Diamond Award. This 3,000-acre property has 700 rooms and suites, a world-class amenity spa and fitness center, plus more than 185,000 square feet of meeting space. The Broadmoor is located five miles southwest of downtown Colorado Springs and one hour south of Denver. The Broadmoor continues to stand in the forefront of world-class facilities, amenities, and service, combining modern comfort and convenience with an elegant charm of the past. Hi, everybody. I'm Mark Kelbel, the head golf pro at the Broadmoor Golf Club. Today I want to talk to you about how to read a green and a few things you can do to help yourself in that endeavor. As you are going to your putt, from the cart, from the cart path, approaching the green if you're walking. Take a look at it on your way to your ball. Look at the slope, look at any grain that might be prevalent, anything that can give you a tip there. Second thing is feel it with your feet. Oftentimes you can feel slope with your feet that you can't normally see. Once you get into that habit, you'll be amazed about how much subtle slope you'll be able to detect with your feet. And when you're behind your ball, always try to envision how running water would flow from where your golf ball is. So it may go to the right at one point and back to the left. It may start high and sweep down. That's the best way to envision the way a putt will go. For more on getting it up and down, check out the website, tdgreenradio.com, or visit your nearest PGA professional. Your number one source for golf news and entertainment on the radio, online, and on your smartphone it's T to Green, the golf show. I'm Jay Ritchie, Scott Cuddy, 
in master control. I love that running water tip on the greens that Mark just gave us right there. I've used it a lot of times. Our next guest is ready to go. She joined the LPGA Tour in 1983, and over the next 20 years, Jane Geddes won two major championships and 11 LPGA Tour events. She won the U.S. Women's Open in 1986 and the Ladies LPGA Championship in 1987. She also won the Women's British Open, but that was before it was considered a major championship. She's a member of the winning 1996 U.S. Solheim Cup team, she retired in 2003, and in April of last year, Jane Geddes was named the CEO of the Executive Women's Golf Association. Recently, the EWGA was acquired by the LPGA, and she is now the Executive Director of the LPGA Amateur Golf Association, and she is standing by with us on the Tee to Green guest line as we speak. Hi, Jane. How you doing? I'm I'm great, and thank you so much, Jane, for that nice introduction. It feels like a lifetime ago, a lot of those things, but thank you for that. I appreciate it. Well, it's great to have you back on the show. It's been a long time. I, I was curious, before we start talking about the LPGA Amateur Golf Association, are you playing any golf? Are you out there on the Legends Tour or thinking about it, or are you just too busy with the new job? Um, a little bit of both. Um, I uh, I don't get to play very much. I hate to say that um, because it's not really what I should be saying when I work in the golf industry, right? But um, I try to get out every chance I can, but I, I was fortunate this year to be able to uh, play in the inaugural uh, Senior Women's Open at Chicago Golf Club. So that was um, a real cool thing to be a part of. The USGA did a wonderful job um, the entire week at making – the event um, feel really uh, special for all of us that were able to participate in it. So, um, I, you know, like I said, I wish I got to play more, but um, I feel like I'm playing all the time. When you work in the industry, you kind of feel like you're on the course all the time a little bit. So, How's the game? Kind of a funny thing. How's your game? Um, uh, you know what? I'm My game is sort of the same as it um, kind of always was in the respect that I usually hit the ball not too bad, and um, my short game and putting are um, exponentially worse than they ever were. So um, so it, it was never my strength, and certainly the fact that I never get to practice it, it is, it's definitely not the best part of my game. But I hit it well enough that it makes me come back when I get out there and play. Yeah, so the Executive Women's Golf Association kind of merged with the LPGA. Tell, tell us about how that worked. Yeah, so um, as you said, I, I took over um, as CEO last April, and um, Mike Wan, commissioner of the LPJ, and I have, um, you know, have been friends for a long time, and I usually he's been a mentor to me, and um, and I usually spend some time sort of catching up with him, um, and I did that uh, in October of this past year. We just got together for breakfast, just to catch up, see how things were going. And um, one thing led to another, and we came away from that breakfast saying, uh, hey, maybe it's a good idea for us to think about joining forces. Um, it was a win-win um, for the, we felt like, for the EWGA, um, a chance to, um, you know, combine forces with the LPGA and certainly the most prominent global women's brand in golf. And for the LPGA, it made sense um, in their scheme of everything that they've been doing uh, launching the LPJ Women's Network all the way to the tour and uh, LPJ Girls Golf, the one component that was sort of missing from their portfolio was this sort of play component. So the EWJ in the form that it, it's in um, really 
um, allowed the LPJ to take on that component. And so now when you look at the LPJ portfolio of what they have to offer to women in golf, it really is sort of a cradle-to-grave kind of thing, which is cool. It's um, really there's nothing like it in golf today. So we're really proud of that. And, um, you know, it's we had to go through a, a bit of a transition to get there, and we still will continue to do that. But I think we're in a really get, great place. It's nice to be back with the LPJ, and I, I think it, it was the right time for both groups to come together um, and do it for women's golf. So what did the EWGA do? What was it all about, and is its role going to change any now? No. Um, the, the EWGA is, is simply a, uh, an organization that we have 104 chapters in the U.S., Canada, and, and Bermuda, and uh, 12,000 members now. Um, and it's really women getting together at the local grassroots levels in their chapters um, to play golf, to learn to play, to network um, for business in golf. That was how it was originally created. Um, and uh, we will continue that. As I, I say to people, you know, it, it appears that the sort of the E, the executive part of, um, of the EWJ is going away, and it's not. And what I say is, you know, golf will always be associated with business. It's just kind of, it is, right? It is what it is. And, and it's a wonderful um, it's a wonderful component of the game that we are able to use the game um, in our jobs and in work, and many, many people, men and women, are able to do that. So we, what we want to do is continue to offer that for women, but also broaden our base and make sure that we have, uh, we offer opportunities and a playing, um, a playing opportunity at the local level for all women. Doesn't matter if you, um, if you, if you work or you want to use it. For, for your work, or you just want to use it from, from a social perspective. We want to offer that to all women, um, you know, through the LPGA. Jane Geddes is our guest. She's the executive director of the LPGA Amateur Golf Association, which used to be known as the Executive Women's Golf Association. Jane, what sort of a transition has it been for you personally? I mean, you, you stepped away from the LPGA Tour as a player some, uh, what, 15 years ago now? Mm-hmm. Yeah, 2003. I um, I I just I, I had had a thought for the few years before I I, I retired that I, I didn't want I wanted to do something else in my life. I didn't want to just be playing on tour and not playing well and not making cuts and kind of just staggering along. So I made the decision to retire. Um, I had always wanted to go back to school and finish my degree that I hadn't done um, at Florida State. I, I played golf there and then just went on and turned pro and. So I went back and finished up my undergrad and then um, actually uh, went on to law school after that and just kind of really got away from the game. Um, I, went, I was a full-time student in law school and got out with that. And then um, Carolyn Bivens, the commissioner at that time, hired me uh, to work at the LPJ in, in tournament business. And I went back and worked for the LPJ uh, for about four years and then uh, got a crazy opportunity to go work at um, – the WWE, the World Wrestling Entertainment Company, um, and did that for about four years, and now I'm back back in golf. So I've had a little bit of a crazy ride, but it's been a, a you know, I've had kind of two lifetimes and two uh, two different careers, but um, but all they all kind of relate to each other in some way. So I'm, I'm happy to be back where I am now. It's really nice to kind of come full circle with the LPGA. I, I'm having a hard time picturing you with the WWE. <laughs> Not too many golfers. Are, pro, are involved with pro wrestling. I know. It was um, it was a funny how it all happened, but, um, you know, it was interesting. I, I ended up taking a job there where I was overseeing 
uh, their what was called their talent relations department, which I was overseeing basically anything that kind of happened with the wrestlers, which is what I was doing at the time at the LPJ when I was um, when I was recruited uh, by WWE from there. And um, so it seemed crazy, and there, it seemed like wow, this is such a uh, you know such a crazy idea for me to do it. But it really gave me a great opportunity to step out of my world and challenge myself. I was not a WWE fan; I knew nothing about it. But the job responsibilities were so similar that I felt like I could, you know, I could relate to what they needed. And so they took a chance on me. I took a chance on them. It was a, it was a really, really great opportunity. Um, you know, um, um, it's a fascinating, fascinating uh, business. WWE is a, it's a public company. So it's, um, you know, people that work there, I think we all, we all kind of say it's a, it's an entertainment um, sort of juggernaut. No, by the way, there's a little bit of wrestling that happens. So it's, it's, fascinating, it's a fascinating place to work. I made some great friends there, but um, it was time to, it was time to get back into the game. And I wanted to, you know, I wanted to finish up my career back in golf. So like I said, I'm happy to be back. Happy to have you back too in golf. Jane Getty is our guest today here on T to Green. Jane, if if I am if I'm listening to the interview right now, and I I am a member and have been a long time of the Executive Women's Golf Association, what should I take from this interview, and should I be concerned or worried, or or which how should I feel about the the direction the the organization may be going? That's a great question, and thanks for asking it because you know I think we got that question early on a lot. Um, but the one thing that we have that we have said, and we are, I think, you know, already delivering on the promise is we wanted to enhance the ex- member experience. And you know, we put on golf events. Um, we have uh, 23 regional events and, and and two national events that a portion of our membership play in. Not not all by any stretch of the imagination. So one thing we've done is really enhance those tournaments. And I think people that have played in those. We have certainly heard over and over that it feels like an LPGA event, which is cool, right? And um, and we we've made those those events we feel like better. We we, we feel like we put them at, at good venues, and that will continue on. Uh, but then for the other, you know, the other uh, sort of section of our membership, what we want to do is what we're working on for next year is really providing value to that membership, right? And 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 whether it comes in the um, form of we have what's called the golf. Um, we, we have a golf network of courses that we offer our members where they can go in their local areas and, and get discounted rates. Um, adding more benefits to the benefits that we already offer, um, and working with the LPJ, the LPJ teaching and club professional division, and, and hopefully you know connecting the dots there from a developmental perspective. And you know, I think the way the way we're looking at it is we're looking you know at the next three to five years and what do we want. Um, the LPJ Amherst just look like we want to grow our membership base. We think we, you know, we're, we're 12,000 members there, but we certainly aren't close to the membership numbers that we feel like we can get to, um, for all the women out there to play golf. Right. So, so we're working on a lot of different things, but I think from the, the, the main answer to that is, and we've said this all along is we, we'd love to just enhance everything that we're doing, just doing it a little bit better, providing better, better, better membership, uh, better benefits, more benefits and, and so far, like I said, we're achieving on that. We have a lot more to come in, in 2019. All right. Sounds good. We'll leave it right there. That's Jane Geddes, the new executive director of the new LPGA Amateur Golf Association. For more information on that, go to the LPGA website. And, Jane, uh, let's hope it's not a few years before we bring you back on Tee to Green. Let's talk again soon. Would love it. And I just want to say one thing. It's 
lpjamateurs.com. You can get directly to us. Thank you so much, Dave. It's great to be here. I'd love to come back anytime. LPGAamateur.com. There you go. From Jane Geddes, Executive Director of the LPGA Amateur Golf Association. We are continuing from the Broadmoor here on Tita Green. Next stop, going to take you on tour. Attention business owners, are you struggling while waiting for your customers to pay on their net 30, 60, or 90-day invoices? Can't get a business loan, have no equity, bad credit, or maybe no credit at all? Then you need to call AmeriFactors right now. AmeriFactors will give you cash for your invoices and there's nothing to pay back. We simply buy your account receivables and if those clients don't pay on the invoices, we take the loss. We give you funds based on your account receivables not your credit and 98% of all applicants are approved it's that simple with AmeriFactors there's no more waiting for your customers to pay we give you the funds up front then we wait for your customers to pay us fund your business today call AmeriFactors right now 800-847-1183 800-847-1183 that's 800-847-1183 If you or a loved one is suffering from a physical or emotional condition that has left you unable to work, then listen carefully. Take this number down, 800-593-7491. That's 800-593-7491. When you call, you'll speak with a Social Security disability expert and get a free evaluation to see if you may qualify for disability insurance benefits from the U.S. government. That's right, a monthly cash payment paid directly to you from the Social Security Administration. Whether you're applying for the first time or you've already been denied disability benefits, call now. The disability attorneys at Pinnacle Disability can help you build your case, file an appeal, and represent you at no upfront cost to you. Don't wait another minute to see if you may qualify for your Social Security disability benefits. Call Pinnacle Disability Group at 800-593-7491 for your free case evaluation. That's 800-593-7491. 800-593-7491. Call now. Dish TV is better than cable TV. Why? Because you can save 45% on packages compared to your high-priced cable bill. Wow. Take those giant scissors out and cut the cable and save with Dish TV. Plus, you get a free DVR upgrade to record your favorite shows and free installation. And with Dish Anywhere, you can watch TV for free on your mobile device. Act fast. You can save hundreds of dollars. Does your cable company do that for you? Get all the best TV programming at your fingertips at a fraction of the price of cable TV. So say adios, arrivederci, goodbye to the high cable bill and save up to 45% on Dish TV packages today. These are limited time offers and can change at any time. Call fast. 800-405-2561. 800-405-2561. That's 800-405-2561. Fastest hour in radio, quickest hour in golf. It's tee to green, first official day of fall. There's some good golf going on on the Pro Tours Tour Championship, the season-ending Tour Championship on the PGA Tour. And how about this? Tiger Woods, best round of the day yesterday, shot a 65, and Tiger will take a 
three-shot lead into the final round today. Woods in his comeback, looking to win for the first time on tour in five years, and this would be a big feather in Tiger's cap if he could pull it off. He's got a three-shot lead over two of the best golfers in the world currently, Rory McIlroy and Justin Rose. McIlroy threw a 66 out there yesterday. He's at minus nine. Justin Rose shot 68 yesterday playing with Tiger. He is also at minus nine. It's pretty much a three-man horse race right now. Woods at 12 under. McElroy and Rose tied for second at nine under. Back, way back, Kyle Stanley, John Rahm, they're at minus six, six behind Tiger. And those guys would have to shoot like a 60 or a 61, really, seriously, to get into contention. So it'll be interesting to see if Tiger Woods can hang on and win today the Tour Championship. From the Tour Championship to the Tour Champions, that's the tour for the old guys, the Sanford International in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, at the Minnehaha Golf Course. It's the first one. It's the inaugural event, and Brant Job and Steve Stricker both tied for the lead at minus 10. Jerry Smith at minus 8. Scott McCarron also at minus 8. Woody Austin and West Short Jr. next on the list. Uh, Austin at minus 7, and West Short Jr. also at minus 7 in Sioux Falls, South Dakota, on the Tour Champions. Hey, that's going to do it. Thanks to our guest today from the USGA Rules Committee, the rules guru for the USGA, Thomas Pagel, and the executive director of the LPGA Amateur Golf Association, Jane Geddes. Thanks to them for taking the time. Great, beautiful day here in Colorado Springs. I'm going to get out and enjoy it. You do the same. Have a great week. For Scott Cuddy in Master Control, I'm Jay Ritchie. Thanks for joining us. Until next time, hit them long, hit them straight.